Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. You don't get much more hot off the press than this. We literally <laughs> walked out of the cinema, into the kitchen, put up the tripods, ready to go. Well, actually, something went in the oven because she's a very obedient wife, as well. She prepared <laughs> an entire chicken, Sunday actually, lunch. I did. I threw a chicken in the oven yeah. and then set up the tripods. So, uh, and there'll be a reason why that's relevant in a minute. So this is the new film by Olivia Wilde. If you don't know anything about Don't Worry Darling, where have you been? Why did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Did he? Why don't Olivia Wilde and uh, Florence Pugh get on? Was Shia LaBeouf fired or not fired? Were they snogging on set, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, making life for Florence Pugh untenable? How out of order was it that um, Olivia Wilde called Florence Pugh, as far as I'm concerned, the next dame of the British film industry, Miss Flo? Miss Flo can't cope with it. Miss Flo? This is because she referred to Florence well. Pugh in a. Uh, released video message that she sent to Shia LaBeouf when uh, she was trying to, in, in, you know, inspire him to stay on the project and what have you. So anyway, so this in a derogatory term. yeah, in a derogatory way. So this stars um, Olivia Wilde, who also directs it. Harry Styles, we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, Florence Pugh, uh, Chris Pine, and Gemma Chan, and then a whole host of other kind of supporting members of cast. Um, I'm just going to say from the off quite quickly. I found myself very quickly, almost within the first 15 minutes, thinking. How many shots did we see in the trailer? Because that's all I've seen so far. I, I was remembering virtually every single I remembered every single thing I saw in the trailer because I loved the trailer. The yeah, trailer made did. a huge impact yeah. on me and I was really excited about the film. Because sometimes when you see a really good trailer, of course you're really terrified that it's going to be awful. Yes. Well, I had a little bit, a little bit of that kicking with this. So we're set within what appears to be a, an idyllic, well, idyllic if you're kind of into sort of suburbia and kind of being a, what's it called? A, an amenable wife? What are they called? Surrendered. Surrendered wife. Uh, you're looking sort of a 1950s um, kind of Palm Springs-esque sunny almost like Nevada desert-esque like on the like kind of place you'd imagine on the suburbs of LA or well, something like that. I completely disagree that the vibe is surrendered wife it's not and that's what's so fantastic about it the vibe is wild group of friends drinking and partying and have with an incredible friendship laughter true laughter um, that kind of friendship group that I think every married couple kind of mm. hopes that they would get. Mm. So a surrendered wife vibe would no, be no, very no, much No, 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 what I'm trying to say was... So it's quite wild, I thought. Well, it was wild in a safe suburban fashion. I disagree. I mean, I thought it was clearly established right at the beginning. These are housewives. They might be having fun, but they're housewives and the men are in charge. I didn't feel that at the beginning. Did you not? Not at the oh, party. Right. I thought the party, it was like equals and that's right. what I liked about right, it. Right, right, right. Was it, it wasn't too... Um, yeah, turned that bit on its head. Mm. We, you kind of think, know that they're no, kind because, of they're because, housewives. Because I liked that it began with a wildness right. where you thought these are all people on the same page, right. equal people having a wild time, drinking right. huge amounts, pregnant woman having a drink. Mm. So you were kind of like, oh, where are we with this? Mm. And then of course, and, and then you, and then you're introduced to the fact that they're all sort of work, they all live in a community. They live at the end of a cul-de-sac. Their husbands all work for this sort of nebulous kind of concept called the Victory Project. It's kind of, I mean, I was getting all sorts of vibes. The reason I keep sort of saying the 50s and Stepford Wives and all that is I was sort of mm -hmm. thinking, the colours yeah, the colours yeah. and they're working on a sort of, it felt nuclear. That it, yeah. She even refers to it at one point, weaponry, yeah. are they making weapons, yeah. what are they doing? Once we're past the party vibe, we're very quick, pretty quickly mm. into Desperate Housewives, the Truman Show exactly. deal, the 50s surrendered wine mm. because uh, the colours are just beautiful, I mean it just pops out of the screen doesn't yeah, it, yeah, yeah. bright Prime pastels, pastels and and, but again what's what's different is that you haven't got that like coldness between yeah. the husband and wife, so it's a very sexual relationship, yeah. she appears to be very very happy. Um, I liked their relationship. 
I did. I thought, and I, you know, Harry Styles was coming for a lot of stick. I liked Harry Styles. Yeah. Well, he was a bit mumbly at the beginning, and he yeah. said to me, "What accent has he got?" I don't so know I haven't heard yeah. him enough yeah. yet. But that was more that the script was quite scant for him mm. at the beginning. Mm. Um, but they seemed happy. I have to confess, you're right. I mean, I suppose all the relationships seemed happy, but therein lies the problem, is how happy can people actually be? And I think what, what becomes apparent quite quickly is that this is artifice, this is surface, this is, this is kind of superficial kind of happiness. This is, you know, they're going to dance classes, they're sort of swimming together. Yeah, that's together. when it started to get ominous for yeah. me, was with this strange ballet class that they yeah, were. That was weird. And we, it was the first time we saw a bit of fear amongst them. Yes. Because before they're, they're drinking, you know, I mean, Livia Wild character, you can see straight as wild, she's smoking, she's, she's drinking. She doesn't look like very much like a surrendered wife no, until she's got no. two kids that's kind of brats. She's also so, not really a team player, is she either? Yeah, <laughs> and then we, then we move into the ballet class. I don't think the Olivia Wilde character was in the ballet class. No, she wasn't, no. Which we will find out later in the film mm. where that is, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realised that. And then things just start to shift, don't they? We start to pick up that something isn't quite well, right. Well, you just start to get these... And, and if I'm really honest, I struggled most with this film in the for, for the first hour. For the first hour, I found it a really obvious retread of what we already knew in the trailer. And I suppose that goes to the heart of why we were kind of quibbling about the front of the film. I knew from the trailer what we were getting, so nothing about that first scene told me anything otherwise. And so, as a consequence, I just found when she started crushing eggs and she started to kind of see weird wobbly things in the sky and airplanes, you know, the, mo the drip, drip, drips of realisation that her circumstances were strange, I found, if I'm honest, really pedestrian. Um, I think... I just enjoyed it, I just went with it, and the reason for that is it was so delicious to look at and the acting was so good mm. and it zipped along mm. that I didn't sort of dwell on that, mm. if you know, I was, quite, I was entertained. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't like, having a huge experience, I wasn't thinking anything particular, but I was entertained by mm. watching these beautiful people, very good actors, mm. and all very nice. And, and I, I kind of, because I'd heard that it gets bad in the last third, I was kind of, I, I almost wished I hadn't known that because I kept waiting. Well, a lot of the critics, I've read a lot of reviews, a lot of critics had said, all oh, this gets really sort of forced to pieces in the final act and the final third of the film. Um, and I actually, well, without jumping there, I mean, I kind of disagree. I, I just thought, for example, the woman, the black woman who was in the community, I thought the way in which she unraveled, which really was the mm. first clue, the first major clue mm. to Florence Pugh's it was character. The 1970s, wasn't it, it? I thought it was incredibly badly dealt with. Yeah, I thought really standing on the roof of a building, the, the way it was executed, no. The brilliant bit, though, was when she came through the mirror. That yeah, was that like, was. I couldn't even look. That I, was clever. But yes, it was a little bit. I just thought it was a bit obvious. It just it lacked sort of creativity or cleverness. And I think there were as this film unfurls. I think this film is like a flower. It gets retrospectively as you watch it more and more complicated and more and more clever. So I entirely disagree with the reviews. I thought as we move towards the third act of the film, I thought, oh hang on, this has been a really Everything clever else, yeah, film. Yeah. It got cleverer and cleverer. Because the more you realise why the Margaret thing was quite sort of. Yeah, Margaret's the woman who. Game-like. You, you discover why some of it is a bit two-dimensional yeah, yeah, yeah. and you realise why when you get towards the end. Were you having any issues? What do you think of Chris Pine? Did you like Chris Pine? He was so strong. Chris Pine plays the sort of malevolent boss, essentially. He, he was faultless. He just came out the tracks, just... Was that who Shia Booth was? Was Shia Booth going to play that Possibly. Part? It's funny you should say that. I, I, no, I think Shia Booth was playing Harry Styles because it was about how he was oh. acting opposite Florence Pugh that was the issue, wasn't it? Oh, right, okay. I mean, that's um, my assumption. I think he was going to be cast to play a husband. Right, okay. Uh, I thought Chris Pine was great. Um, what's the name of the actress who plays his wife? Gemma Chan. 
Gemma Chan, who I think is one of the most beautiful looking actresses, mm. we first saw her in um, Humans, which yes, was that, that yeah. AI uh, series here in the UK. And we were really excited about it. And then when I've seen her in other things since, I've just thought, oh, she is just like very robotic. Mm. She's not actually a very good actress. She's no, just I haven't beautiful. enjoyed her. She was in the Eternals, I thought she was Yeah, but, but, but she's really, really, again, she's a bit robotic. She's better when she's playing robots. <laughs> but um, I, I thought she was really good, chilling. Yeah, she was statuesque, chilling. Master, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, no, she was very, that wonderful little bit when she slips the hand across yes. Frank Pugh's yes, yes, yes. stomach in the ballet Almost class. A bit she gave me quite a few moments of the shivers mm. um very strong cast all the other women all the other wives really clear characterization you knew who they were well you did you um, did know who they were and yet, even you, though they had small parts and yet in that most pivotal there's a pivotal scene as it starts to unravel for florence Pugh, and she starts to get more and more aware and becomes more and more aware you know she sort of she basically it's like a it's a bit like westworld in this isn't it she yeah. sort of runs outside the allocated set and she sort of heads off into the sort of wilderness and then goes somewhere she's not supposed to, to an area that she's barred from going to and she touches and her hands. And it all goes tits up But I mean, I, I was saying on the way home, weren't we, that you feel like Olivia Wilde was immersed in Westworld, um, Squid Games. Prisoners. And The Prisoner. Because yeah. all of those were in, were yeah. in this like next pit as it, as it all goes haywire for her. And there's some really chilling scenes. I mean, that bit, which I think is in the trailer where the sort of the wall and the wall and the window and also the moment where she kind of cellophane's her head i love that the sort of tupperware she's party just, she's covering um a couple of plates of food with cling film and then she picks up the cling film just wraps it round and round mm. and round her head yeah. oh i mean God. obviously and then when it's revealed where at the end are we giving a full story yeah, 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 yeah. where that comes from oh mm. my god it's so true. it's like it's like you say isn't it as you get to the end you track back over the film i just thought it was fantastic i just thought the film i thought the film was a really average all right pedestrian media i, t I tell you what i thought wandavision did a better job of evoking 1950s weirdness which is a disney plus series with elizabeth olsen i thought i was sitting there thinking fucking hell she needed to watch she needed to watch disney plus to just get a bit of fucking cleverness going on here and then as we got to that for me the turning point was the dinner with chris pine he anchored that scene so brilliantly she was opposite him she starts to drill the women for their memories and i thought as a scene of collective realization that actually they can't dig further back into their memories that was and the moment i was like white. oh my god their memories no, this is what it is yeah but what we're seeing from her is that because we find out that she was a doctor mm. we find out that that her intellect just fights through yeah and challenges yeah chris pine the cult leader mm. basically if you like and, it, and it's just fantastic from that minute on i like was like <gasps> And so, spoiler, 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 this is your spoiler moment. So, we discover that essentially, I mean, you know, the exact technicalities, we are unclear, and I think it's always great with a film when you don't know exactly what's happened. But, to me, for me, the sense of it was, was that in, an incel emasculated, you know, sort of disenfranchised male... Husband. Husband, who perhaps the relationship has buckled and founded or whatever, but he's, he's a man who doesn't feel like a man, think incel and all that kind of stuff has gone online and signed up to a project that essentially allows you to use tech, sort of VR-like tech, to put these things in your eyes and transport yourself to an idyllic, an idyllic life, not entirely dissimilar to, you haven't seen it, a film called Ready Player One, where young kids mm. live their lives in an alternate universe. This is about using tech to access the life you couldn't and have. And it was a really chilling moment for me because I thought, oh my God, this film is about a stalker. Yeah, that really got you, didn't it? That, yeah. This film is about a stalker. Even though he's stalking his own ex-wife. He's yeah. stalking 
well that happens yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's most of my still comes from a broken relationship mm -hmm. and it's so horrific yeah we won't tell you the scenes but it's so horrific and it's just so heartbreaking mm. And yeah, and then we, and then... And then part of me was wondering whether, because that was so rich and it worked so well, part of me almost wondered whether they needed to introduce that concept a touch earlier in the film. I think I could have been carried for longer knowing what the mm, duality was. It's almost like it came so late, it was such a rich prospect, because I was thinking, God, yeah, men who've got no hope, Chris Pine, he's the leader of these awful, horrible mm. men, you know, that the, the, the feel alienated. Yeah, I, think you're and... right. I didn't think that when I was watching it, no. I'll be honest, but maybe I don't have that kind of brain. But now you say that, I think it could have come in earlier. Yeah, I can see why they just wanted also, to... also, I did quite like the punch. Mm. Yeah, it just, like, rocketed you back into yeah. to the film. But you liked also the fact that once you've got this reveal of what is actually kind of going on for all these characters in this world, it really cast Olivia Wilde's character in a completely different light, didn't it? I'd say Olivia Wilde was very she's, strong. She's, very she's a bloody good actress. Yeah, I might not particularly like, like her very much when I see her in interviews. Right. But she is, she is knockout. And, and it's so brilliant because we discovered that actually she was somebody that had chosen to come into this yeah, world and that yeah. was a really lovely twist. So men and women can choose yeah. to enter this world equally. Yeah. And so it all kind of runs aground. And I, I, to be honest with you, I, for me, this film ignited and took off at about 80 minutes in. But that doesn't mean the 80 minutes before. No, 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 no. What it made me want to do. Bored. No, but what it made me want to do was immediately go back and watch the first 80 yeah. minutes. In the old days, you used to walk into a cinema, catch a film halfway through, watch the end and then watch the beginning. I'd say walk in for the last half an hour of this and then watch the beginning. Yeah, personally, <laughs> I found it all very watchable. Yeah. Um, and and then at the end, I was kind of edge of my seat. Yeah, I was I too. Loved it. And I tell you what, something and else. And it is so chilling, the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I believe that she goes back to the hellish real life where it happened what do you think yeah, yeah and also just a brief shout out clearly i think olivia wilde has been watching a little bit of under the skin because there's a lot of that going on with the kind of abstract shots of eye drops and blood drops and all that kind of stuff really nicely shot beautiful set design I like the blood drop. Thought it was a bit, a bit i love the set yeah no the eye but going into the eyeball very it was very a bit under the like skin film school something right well you see i felt huge parts at the beginning of this were a bit film school obvious and i was just like well, okay all right, there we go. i forgive it all i was yeah. thoroughly entertained okay what would you yeah. give it if you had to give it a score i don't do scores go on give us one i can't do give scores because if i do a score i have to remember every other film i ever watched and score against it i can't score i think this what i been... would say is i would be saying to people go and watch it and what i would say is i think the very thing this film is about has happened to this film a misogynistic attack there's a desire for Olivia Wilde not to be good. She's a fucking good actress. And she's in good command. Director. Yeah, she's a good actress. She's in command of her subject matter. It doesn't mean it's a perfect film, but I would also say that 39 or whatever Rotten Tomatoes is giving it is far too gosh. I'd give it about 70. I, you know, it was entertaining. And it was, it was you know, well-crafted film. Well-crafted well thriller. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.